Round one. Fight. <laughs> is going on bw sports one world it is time for combat zone that's right folks bw sports one's combat sport only show every every friday night 7 30 eastern standard time i got my nathan mayhem manus shirt on today folks it's right ufc up and comer finally in there gotta love him he's 2-0 in the in the organization he's a hell of a fighter he's one of my good buddies down about three hours away from me and i'm hoping to talk to him next week um we'll see we'll see i know he's got some uh, he's got some stuff in the works but first of all if you're looking to buy or sell a home you call mr sean nugent at rockstar realty 317-503-8322 and elite performance getting this dad bod going three or i'm sorry seven six five four nine nine one zero zero five and Aries Elite Sports Vision uh, Training, sorry, in Aries Academy, 317-537-7433. To all you fighters out there, I know you guys want the cutting edge. You want that little step above the competition. This is totally legal. It's no PEDs. It's no USADA list approved or not approved. This is literally iSports Training. My eyes get a little boggled. My head gets a little boggled after I do the training. I'm starting my six months in. Little back behind, not going to lie, but that's okay. Every time I work my eyes out, it feels like a workout. You can see those punches coming quicker, especially in bare knuckle. It helps, guys. 317-537-7433. Get with Aries Academy and Aries Elite Sports Vision Training today. You will not be disappointed. All right, we got a lot on the show today, um, so a little bit, very little of boxing because there's not really any boxing uh, going on other than, you know, this main event this weekend, Caleb Plant versus Caleb Trucks. Problem is, Plant's going to beat the dog shit out of him. I'm sorry, I just don't see Caleb Trucks coming anywhere close to being able to match up with Plant. Plant is way too quick. He's way too powerful. Yeah, he's he's too powerful for Truex. Definitely too quick for him. <laughs> Excuse me. He's a minus 3,000 favorite on the books. Guys, I mean, come on. If he, if Truex pulls this out, I mean, whoever bets on him is going to be a nice payout for you. However, if you do bet on him, I think you're just throwing money away. Whether it's $5 or $500, you just might as well wad it up, toss it in the trash, set that mug on fire because you ain't seen it again. You ain't getting it back. Ain't going to happen. Plant is going to plant his fist right to Truex's face and body multiple times. 
And the over-under is eight rounds. You know, I can definitely see it going over. I'm going to lean towards the over because Truex does have heart. He does have heart. He's got a nice chin. He's got heart. Can he withstand the punishment that he's going to take from Plant? We shall see. That's all I got in boxing, folks. Hopefully, they got some more boxing, uh, very good boxing matchups coming up soon. We'll keep you posted. I'm waiting. Guys, I'm waiting just as well as you are. All right, moving on. Next week, I'm going to skip Friday night for right now because that's our main focus tonight. But right now, we're going to skip to February 6th, which is Saturday. UFC Fight Night back from the complex in uh, Vegas, the UFC complex in Vegas, where we have Alistair Overeem versus Alexander Volkov. That is your main event. Overeem is an underdog at plus 150 right now, and Volkov is sitting as a favorite of minus 180. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's talk about Overeem's chin. chin sorry. We've seen it break just like glass. Can't remember exactly who split his lip open, but man, I just don't think Overeem has it enough to continue on in the UFC. If it was my decision, if he lost at this point, I think I'm gonna say, you know what, may not be may not be your time anymore. Now, granted, he is coming off a win, uh, but it's been a while. We'll see. Volkov is a beast, man. Volkov is is. It's probably not as widely known to the you know, casual MMA fan as some of us know him. But Volkov is going to come in there, and I think he's going to damage Alistair Overing. I think that Volkov ends this fight in the first round with the knockout. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. That's what, that's what my opinion is for. And that's what you come to listen for is my opinion on these facts. So there it is. <laughs> However, there's two other fights on this fight card that I'm going to talk about. One, I'm very intrigued with. The other one, I know he's a fan favorite. Frankie Edgar versus Corey Sandigan. Uh, Frankie Edgar is a heavy underdog at plus 320 to Corey Sandigan's uh, minus 420 favorite. Uh, I, I know, guys, Frankie Edgar is the answer. He's been the answer. I just don't think he's the answer anymore. Love him. Take nothing away from the guy. He's an amazing, talented fighter. He's got great skills, great mat presence. I just don't think he has what it takes to move on from, especially Corey Sandigan. Uh, Corey Sandigan, I believe, will end this fight. Now, granted, they're both going to come out in MMA. Anything can happen. I mean, boxing, anything can happen, but you got, you know, 12 ounce to 16 ounce gloves on. It's a little bit, a little bit, uh, is what it is. You know, in MMA, you got four to six ounce gloves on. There's a little bit more damage that you could do with those hands. Um, you get, you get cut open a little easier. It tends to be with the smaller gloves. Frankie, we've seen, man, he's got nothing but heart. God love him. Like I said, he's, he's amazing in the cage i just don't think frankie edgar has it anymore it's one we're looking at you're, you're looking at the the tail end okay you're really looking at the tail end uh i hope that 
it's a good fight. I really hope it's a good fight. I hope he withstands some of the pressure that Sandigan is going to bring to him because Sandigan's going to throw hands and he's going to throw hard. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Corey Sandigan on this one, so I'm taking both two for two on the favorites. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. The matchup that I am very, very intrigued to watch is the prelim headliner. Michael Johnson versus, that's right, Clay the Carpenter Guida. Guida is back, folks. Guida is back. Now, the difference between Guida coming back now and being a little older than a, uh, a lot of other people, not everybody, but a lot of other people, is... Uh, Clay can take a beating and keep on coming. He's like the Energizer Bunny, folks. When he gets hit, he keeps going and going and going. And that's what we want to see. I think that this is going to be a fight because Michael Johnson's not going to back down either. One of these guys is going to get knocked out. Maybe not in the first round, but I'm going to say it happens in the second. Uh, one of these guys is, like I said, going to get knocked out because they're both coming for glory. They are coming to win. They are coming to knock each other out. And it's going to be amazing to see, you know, he is a fan favorite. I know Clay Glita is. And if he's not, you haven't ever watched UFC in his fights, period. If you don't like Clay, Clay Glita, there's something wrong with you, A, or B. You just haven't seen any fights of him. Because if you watch, especially him and I believe it was Diego Sanchez, he gets rocked. With a kick straight to the face. Drops him. Pops back up, man. And they went the distance. These guys banged it out. That's what we like to see. That's the entertainment of the fight business that we all like to see. I know you all, even casual fans, and especially casual fans, but all fans of, of fighting sports love to see the ass kicking going back and forth. Not everybody wants to see just uh, you know a one-hitter-quitter or a 30-second fight where it's just one-sided. Everybody wants to see a bang-out brawl for three rounds. Why not? It's fighting. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Excuse me. So that's where I'm going to go with on the UFC. Now, real quick, before we jump into our... <clears throat> excuse me, main discussion and all that, I got to bring something up. This was, I, I, you know, sort of breaking news, I should say. We'll go with breaking news. Um, you know, this is my buddy Zach Deer over at Elite Performance, where I'm getting this bod going on, just recently sent me, I mean, just today, within the past hour or so, just sent me something that happened with Raquel Pennington. Listen to this, guys. And I'm going to read this because I don't want to misconstrue anything. And I want to give you the facts on this. Raquel Pennington suspended six months after self-reporting prescribed medication. That's right, folks. <coughs> Excuse me. She was honest. She was willing to go to them firsthand. She wanted them to hear it from her first. And then this, that's what happened. So here, I'm going to read a little bit of the story. Check out, um, it is on jujitsutimes.com is where I'm getting this information. It was posted today, Friday, January 29th. UFC Bantamweight fighter Raquel Pennington has released a statement announcing an upcoming USADA suspension after self-reporting a medication she says was prescribed by her doctor for a thyroid condition. <laughs> Excuse me. 
Pennington shared the announcement with the intent of being transparent, revealing that she chose to report the medications after taking them for some time and realizing that they were prohibited under the USADA rules. This is her quote. I wanted, to, I wanted you to hear this from me first. This morning, USADA will be announcing a violation I committed of the UFC anti-doping policy. Here are the facts. I went to my, and this again, this is quoted on jujitsutimes.com by her words. <clears throat> I went to my physician at a medic, about a medical condition I was experiencing and was prescribed several medications to treat the condition. Unfortunately, I took the medications for a brief period of time before realizing I should have checked on their status under the program. I soon discovered that these medications may be prohibited, so I immediately stopped taking the medications and contacted the UFC to report this potential issue. I want to make it very clear that there are nothing that forced me there is not there was nothing that forced me to report this to UFC and ultimately USADA. No one knew about this except myself and my physician and USADA had not collected a sample from me since I started the medications. There was simply this was simply me realizing a potential mistake and wanting to do the right thing. As USADA's forthcoming statement will show, I fully cooperated with them and provided them with 100% honesty. I was not trying to cheat, skirt the rules, or trying to gain a performance advantage. I was simply trying to treat a medical condition and made the mistake of not timely checking the status of these medications. I want to apologize to all my fans and publicity I'm sorry, publicly make the commitment that I will be much more careful in the future and not let this happen again. I hope that I can serve as a role model in showing that all make mistakes, but it is what you do after realizing those mistakes that define your true character. I believe that my actions show, excuse me, shown in these events show everyone what I am made of. And while I regret making this mistake, I am proud to have... I am proud of how I handled this and hope that you are of me, hope that you are of me as well. Thank you for understanding and your support. Team Rocky, be back in May is what it says. Hey, I I get it. She was very forthcoming. She brought it up to them without, you know, getting popped on a drug test. And then the USADA showing up. I have zero... To say on this situation besides like she said and she admitted it she she did not check the prohibited um, these medications and see if they were on the prohibited list for the USADA turns out they were and as soon as she found out she immediately stopped taking them and went to the UFC now is that a good thing yes you know why there's your morals the world is missing morals nowadays, folks. We all know that. We all understand that. Now, when something like this happens and somebody puts their morals in front of a lot of other things, I have nothing else but respect for them. Nothing else but respect. Now, real quick, we're going to do a little station identification, and we will be right back. Get ready to take your body to the elite level of performance. Call today to set up your free evaluation. 765-499-1005. 
Elite Performance, where the dream of elite fitness becomes reality. Yeah, yeah, we're back. Elite Performance. Check them out, 765-499-1005 to get that elite body going, folks. That's right. Especially if you're a fighter, if you're a boxer, an MMA fighter, a wrestler, anything, especially high school. Go. If you're on the south side or around the south side of Indianapolis, you go to Elite Performance. I'll see you there at 6.30 in the mornings a couple times a week. All right. Now, we are here to talk about the biggest event in bare-knuckle history, folks. That's right. It is time for BKFC's Knuckle Mania. Knuckle Mania, that's right, folks. It is held in Lakeland, 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 Florida, right outside of Tampa Bay area next Friday night, February 5th, 2021. That's right, folks. It's Super Bowl weekend. And what better way to kick off your time in Tampa for the Super Bowl weekend than go checking out BKFC Knuckle Mania. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I am so enthused to watch this fight. And, you know, there's three fights on the card. That's kind of like the triple header main event. Those are the three that I'm really wanting to see. I, I'm not taking away anything from anybody else, man. I know. Brandon Lambert, we're going to be talking to him tomorrow. I'm going to be watching that fight. Uh, we're going to be talking to David Morgan as well as he's fighting on that card too. We've talked to a couple other people on that card. You know, we've talked to Quentin Henry. We've talked to Bretton Hart. We've, talking, uh, we've talked to, um, uh, let's see, who else is on this card? Uh, I think everybody else that we've talked to, it could be wrong, but I think everybody else we've talked to is is after this card. Um, so, again, what's your thoughts on this matchup, guys? Let's talk about the first one. You got Johnny Bedford putting up his title belt. And, yes, former UFC guy, Johnny Bedford, bare-knuckle fighter now, taking on Dak Wynn, okay? This dude is bad, all right? He is bad. I don't know what's going to happen because I've seen both of these guys bang in the bare knuckle fighting championship and these guys are coming for it, man. That It's just something about, you know, you toe that line, that ref says fight, get it on, let's roll. And it's, there's no backing up. Don't back up. Don't, your first step is not back. Your first step, it should be to lunge, boom, and start knocking and banging. That's what we're going to see in this fight. Guarantee. Unfortunately for Bedford, no offense. I think it's win's time. I think win takes your belt. Um, it's going to be a good fight. These three fights, guys, are going to be amazing fights. But I just think, man, Deck Win, Deck Win is coming. He's hungry. He's hungry, man. He's been sitting there fighting, and he, you know he's ready to roll. And he's the next man up for your belt, Bedford. And unfortunately for you. Again, no offense, but I think he's going to take that belt away from you. There it is. I said it. Now, moving on. This is a big one, folks. We had him on the show uh, a couple weeks ago. Quentin Hero Henry is going up against Chris the Crippler Lieben in Chris's 
retirement match. That's right, folks. The guy that you fell in love with or couldn't stand to watch, Chris Lieben from the Ultimate Fighter way back when, when him and Josh Koscheck was getting into it and him and whoever else was getting into it. You know why? He was being real. That's why I like him. That's what Quentin told me, too. He started watching him, and he liked him. He said he's being real. This is this is real Chris Lieben. Now, I will tell you, if you haven't seen Chris Lieben in the past few years, holy shit. I mean, compared to what he was in the UFC to now, that dude is bulked up. He's ready to bang. I think, you know, back then I think he fought in 170. 185 or 170. Now he's sitting at right about 200 pounds, and he's—I mean—he's stout. He's stout. <clears throat> Excuse me. I watched uh, the BKFC's uh, podcast or video blog, or whatever they call it, um, yesterday, and they had Chris Lieben on there, man. And you know, he's refing now. He's in the MMA. He's going to stay in the sport. He's going to stay around the sport. And BKFC actually is offered him an ambassador role uh, with their company. So congratulations, Chris. We know that uh, you're going to love what you got going on in the future. But let's talk about this fight, man. Neither one of these guys are saying that this is going to go full five rounds. Neither one of these guys are sitting there saying, ah, you know, this guy is good, blah, blah, blah. Neither one of these guys are pussyfooting around the, the situation at all. They're getting it down. Both of them are saying, I'm going to knock the other one out. Both of them are saying the other guy's not going to last one round. Hey, that's what we come to watch fights for, boys and girls. That's why we watch the fights to be entertained by the knockout. And you know what? Ain't got to worry about kicks. Ain't got to worry about takedowns. Ain't got to worry about submissions. We're coming to bang. You get that one-arm hook. It's like a Muay Thai hook. You know when the Muay Thai, where you hit the, hook the neck behind the neck and do it like that? Man, BKFC, I like this rule. You can grab with the one hand and just start banging. I love it. I love it. I could see them. I don't remember who it was, but I know it was Don Fry back in the day. Don Fry was fighting somebody. Cannot remember for the life of me his name, but I can picture this. They both got that, that hook on each other, and they was just sitting there banging. I mean banging. Them boys was rocking each other. That's what I see happening in this fight, guys. This is going to be when the fight starts. Before the fight starts, you better be sitting down, watching, eyes glued to the screen. That's right. Eyes glued to the screen. Because you do not want to miss anything once that bell sounds and that fight and that ref says, total line, let's roll. Alright. For my winner. Both of these guys are hungry. Um Quentin. You know, I had you on the show. You're a great guy. Chris Levin, I haven't had the chance to an opportunity to talk to you in person yet, but that's coming soon. I see that in the future. Uh, I'm going to be probably a little bit biased. A little bit biased. Uh, when I fought back in the day, it was, you know, that was when that Ultimate Fighter was happening. You know, that's when, that's when, MMA was really starting to come about. Now, I know it was been in the 90s. You know, I get that because I used to watch the original UFCs. You know, no gloves, no weight glasses, no, you know, there was very little rules, you know, kind of like pride. Uh, but, man, Chris Lieben, there was just something about him. 
You know, there was something about him. Either you loved him or you hated him. There was really no middle, no middle space in between. For me, I liked the guy. You know, like Quentin said, he was being real on the show. He was being him. He wasn't looking for things. He was just, he was wilding out because that was Chris Lieben at the time. Now, if you've, if you've paid attention to the sport, you've watched him evolve. He's obviously grown up, matured, and all that. But not just in the outside of the cage or outside of the ring deal. He's also evolved majorly inside the squared circle. And I think going out, nothing but love, Quentin. But I think going out on a retirement fight, he's going out and banging. And it's going to be a close one. But I think Chris Lieben is going to pull it out for his his retirement victory. He's going to be partying on his retirement on the top as a winner with his hand raised. Again, you guys are going to bang Quentin, Chris. This is going to be a hell of a fight. I cannot wait to watch it. I hope you guys are going to check it out too because it's going to be a banger. Now, for the world debut, BKFC brought somebody in from the UFC that very well known pretty girl you know uh she can fight definitely obviously she can Paige Van Zant she is coming to the bare knuckle scene in BKFC starting right here against a fighter a boxer a I don't know let's see a beast a wolverine Oh, Honey Badger, that's what, you know what Honey Badgers don't give? They don't give a shit. Britain Hart, these girls, I don't know what the, I don't know if the world's ready to watch this, guys, honestly. I don't know if you're ready to watch this, because these two girls are going to go head-to-head. Paige Van Zandt and Britain Hart, neither one of them are going to back down. Neither one of them are going to bitch out. Neither one of them are wanting to lose. Now. Let's talk a little bit about the fight, the matchup itself. <coughs> Paige Van Zandt. A lot of people saying that she has no stand-up game. You know, she was never known for boxing. She was never known on her feet. I get it. I get it. I once said that too. Now, uh, a really negative part, a con, I should say, to Paige. Um, watch out because this is a little different than with the gloves on. And we've noticed... You know, the, the, the real fighting scene has noticed that you've been cut in the past a couple times pretty bad. Well, not pretty bad. Uh, last one, I believe, it was either the last fight or the fight before, um, that you were cut open, you were split open pretty wide. And, you know, it's a little different now. You know, you got these knuckles, these bare knuckles coming at you. And these things cut. These things cut very quickly. Um, so, I hope... Scar tissue and everything else like that does not play a part and a factor in this fight. Now, let's flip rolls on reverse on the Britain Hart side. Hart 4.0. Hey, I, I, I can't, there's nothing to say bad about her. You know, her and I had a discussion on the show a couple weeks ago. She's an amazing person, a wonderful mother, um, a, you know, a single mother. Of, I know at least one, maybe two. I believe she said two, um, two kids. You know, she's been away from those kids. You know, it's it's 
it's got to be hard for any mother. I know it would be hard for me if, you know, I wasn't with my family every day. I couldn't wake up with my daughter every day. You know, let alone being, you know, 2,500 miles away on the other side of the country training. Now, Britton Hart, I will say, when Paige Van Zandt, Britton Hart's last fight, she got the win, and Paige Van Zandt gets called into the to the, K, the ring, I'm sorry, to the ring, says, oh, you know, I'd love to fight you, this is going to be an easy fight. Ah, you know, I get the publicity thing and all that, but if you tell a, a fighter that has heart, I mean, any fighter, that you're going to be an easy fight for me, that's, that's for one, it's not a good way to jump into a new, to a new promotion and a new whole, a whole new scene for you. Two, you just don't do that because I get, like I said, I get the publicity, but I mean, man, there's publicity in this already. You don't have to talk shit. Really, you don't. It's going to come naturally as it was. But when you walked into that that ring and said that to her, you could see on Britt's face that it's like, oh, this bitch, you know. I, and no, I'm not calling her a bitch, but I'm seeing, I'm seeing it, you know. It's like, oh, damn, okay, watch out. These two are going to come out firing. These two girls are, are going to bang. Um, I think that Britt Hart is going to have a little bit more um, – I don't want to say a, a step up or anything, but I think Britt's going to be pressuring a little bit more. She's used to that smaller size ring. She's used to those bare knuckles. She's used to this realm of fighting. That is a whole different realm. And, you know, Paige Van Zandt, I'm sure, has been training for this for a while now. But again, it's different from training and when you go into the actual fight. Britt Hart has been there. Britton Hart has done it. She went five rounds with Beck Rollins, excuse me, in her debut in Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship for the belt. She went five rounds with Beck Rollins. Beck Rollins is no slouch. Beck Rollins is a tough woman, and those girls banged it out that one. <laughs> All right, now, prediction. Prediction time. BKFC, oh, really quick, BKFC.tv, all right, Bare Knuckle Fight, Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships, look up the app, because that's how you're going to watch this fight, or go to fight.tv, fight um, and you can order it, yes, there, there is, uh, there's fees to it, it's called We Have to Pay the Fighters, we, not we, they have to pay the fighters, deal with it, you heard me last week talk shit on somebody that was a dumbass, well, you know what, I'll do it again if I keep seeing it. I haven't seen it yet. And thank you to the BKFC for taking the actions that were properly needed to get rid of so so uh, of shitbags, per se. So, back to predictions. Britton Hart, Paige Van Zandt. Paige Van Zandt's going to come in. I'm going to tell you right now. If Paige Van Zandt's first step off of that line when the ref starts a fight is backwards, it's a done deal right then. I'm telling you right there. You can watch the whole five rounds. If it goes five rounds, that's fine. I'm telling you, if Paige's first step is backwards, it's going to be bad. It's going to be a rough night. Britt, you know, got love for you. You have to bring the pressure. You have to continue pressuring Paige. And do not give her 
any any room or leeway to to come back at you. Stay the pressure, keep the pressure on. If the pressure continues on Van Zant, I do not see Britt losing this fight. The only way I see Britain losing this fight is if she stops pressuring. Because as soon as she stops pressuring, that's going to give Paige just that enough time to come in, return to pressure, and it could be a way different story. So there you go. I'm picking that deck win. <clears throat> Excuse me, that that win, uh, Chris Lieben and Britton Hart 4.0. There you go, there you have it. It's been K, it's been Combat Zone. Man, I'm off a little bit. It's Friday, January 29, 2021. We are one week away from BKFC's Knuckle Mania. That's right, February 5th, 2021, from Lakeland, Florida, down in the Tampa Bay area, right before the Super Bowl kicks off. So guys have any questions concerns comments please leave them in the comments section below email us info.bwsports1 at gmail.com and go to bwsports1.com for all of the hap hap happenings and that's it for me tonight folks appreciate it love you guys we will see you next week peace